Greater Santon and beyond. Get ready for the Santon Times Hour with your host, Alexander. It's the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and is always available as a podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. I'm Alexander Leibner. This is edition 99, week three of 2023. And we're in January. Can you believe it? A new year, a new start. If you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santantimes.co.za or you can connect with us on social media at Santon Times and visit the website www.santontimes.co.za. And as always, you can send through your questions, your comments, your part of this conversation. And in 2023, you can join and be part of the Santon Times Our Nation. So, Happy New Year to you and all the very best for 2023. And thank you for making the time to listen to the show. And uh, I thank you for your support as you tune in from all around the world and the best parts of South Africa. I'm happy to report that all is well in Santon land. And uh, if things are sounding a little bit different, well, we're not in Santon this week. We're actually kicking off this year's season of the Santon Times Hour from the Mother City in Cape Town. And I've packed up our mobile recording studio to push the limits in 2023. Vincenzo has joined me as always on my travels as we bring you our weekly show from some of the most interesting places in South Africa and the world. Where will we be next? Well, I wonder. If you're listening live on Mix 93.8 FM and not on the podcast, well, the WhatsApp line is open on 0848220938. So feel free to send through your WhatsApps and how was your December break? Can you believe it's all over? <laughs> Here we are again, back at work, back at school, back at doing what we do for most of the year. More importantly, how has your year kicked off? I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. Drop me a line. It's always good to hear from you. Well, coming up on this week's episode, new year, new goals, but what is the best way of implementing those good intentions? Well, we chat to a familiar voice on the Santon Times Hour to help you get the year off to a positive start. Then he made waves on MasterChef Australia, and now he calls Cape Town his new home. I chat to the man nicknamed the Ice Cream King to chat about his new delicious venture. The next, he's one of South Africa's most talented entertainers, and he's back behind the keys with a brand new show. Stay tuned. And finally, we kickstart the year with our monthly check-in on all things billionaires on the African continent. All this and more coming up, but let's do some headlines for the week shortly. But whilst we're in Cape Town, let's get the hour kickstarted with some local sounds. Promote your brand. Advertise your business. Our audience could be your next client. Contact the Santon Times today. Listening to the Santon Times Hour. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM with Cape Town's very own Jeremy Loops with This Town featuring Ladysmith Black Mambazo. Taking you into the first week back to your normal routine. The holidays are over, load shedding is back in full swing. It's time for some headlines. Well, as I said, load shedding continues indefinitely, I'm afraid. What a way to start the year. But yes, load shedding is here to stay. And worse yet, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Well, at least not for 10 hours a day. Presidential spokesperson Vincent Manguenia says President Cyril Ramaphosa deeply regrets the current energy situation. Well, if there was anything to deeply regret, this is probably it. Well, following the implementation of stage six load shedding, uh, we all hold our breath to see how this is going to progress. And analysts are forecasting stage seven and stage eight later on this year, which is actually unthinkable. 
totally ridiculous. And I was uh, following all the commentary on, on Twitter and on social media uh, this past week. And uh, I see somebody posted that one of the supermarket chains had been out of power for four and a half hours. And I think the maximum length that you can keep frozen food out of the cold chain is about seven minutes. Uh, I stand to be corrected, but if anyone works in the cold chain business, I'd love to hear from you. But seven minutes is sort of pushing the limits. And after four and a half hours, I mean, you can imagine fish, chicken, any frozen foods, anything that needs refrigeration, they literally had to chuck out half the supermarket. And I think it's just such a waste of food, waste of resources. And can you just imagine how this is affecting the bottom line for businesses? It's It's frightening. Well, on another note, the JC in Santon hit an all-time high. Reuters reports the Johannesburg Stock Exchange Top 40 Companies Index hit a historic high of 72,161 points this past week. Well, that's some positive news uh, at least. And we have put in a request to speak to the CEO of the JSC sometime this year. So let's hope uh, that comes through. It would be great to chat to her and get some perspective on how uh, companies are doing in South Africa. Then Santon restaurants top the most booked list in 2022. So over three and a half million restaurant reservations were made through Dine Plan in South Africa in 2022. I don't know if you know the app. Yet Santon's restaurants scored highly on the most booked list on Dine Plan for the year. Unbelievably, the cumulative booking volume of these 10 eateries was above 220,000. Johannesburg restaurants Flames at the Four Seasons Hotel, the Westcliff, uh, the Grillhouse Melrose Arch and the Grillhouse Rosebank featured on the top 10 list, but notably Tang Nelson Mandela Square and Orem Restaurant in Santon made the list along with some other eateries. So go check that out on the Santon Times website if you're a bit of a foodie, if you like eating out, well you can get some restaurant recommendations there. Then 2,725 cases of speeding in the Santon Precinct were recorded over the festive season. The Jansburg Metropolitan Police Department, also known as the JMPD, their high-speed unit detained seven drivers for speeding on New Year's Day and in one instance arrested a driver traveling at 189 kilometers per hour in a 120-kilometer zone. And the unit recorded a total of 6,312 cases of speeding on January 1 alone, 2,725 of which were in the Santon Precinct. And I think I've heard a couple of those on a Saturday night and on a weekend, especially those supercars, yes you, who keep us up at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Over 600 motorists were arrested for driving under the influence of alcohol between November 28, 2022 and January 2, 2023. Well, let's leave it at that uh, for the headlines this week. If you don't have any New Year ambitions, or maybe you do, I pre-recorded a series of interviews for this week, kicking off with author, speaker and coach Devin Bruff, right after the break. Connect with the Santon Times. Email editor at santantimes.co.za. Follow the Santon Times on social media. At Santon Times. All right, as we get this uh, first show for the year into full swing, uh, it's time to us to focus on 2023. What are we going to do? How are we going to make this year better? I know we're all a bit tainted by the last two years because uh, we all said that uh, in uh, 2019, 2020, 2021, and uh, and we learned our lesson. We got our proper hiding. So uh, someone to help us get our ducks in a row and to start focusing on the year ahead and uh, hopefully making some changes is Devin Bruff. He's the author of uh, Get Over It. And Devin, we spoke a couple of months ago. I think it was also during parts of lockdown or parts of stages or whatever it was and uh, we were talking about your new book how's your new book going 
Alex, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's going phenomenally well. I've just been picked up by an international publisher. So we are launching in US, Europe, uh, UAE. So it's going to be a very exciting year for me, just from a speaking workshop perspective and then launching the book globally. Well, listen, for all the people who missed uh, our first conversation that we had when we were just a podcast and not a radio show as well, uh, give us a quick summary of what Get Over It is. So in Get Over It, I provide a blueprint to get unstuck and break free. You see, in life, sometimes we put ourselves into a hard lockdown. And often it's in our mindset, so the way we think, in the way that we feel, or the fact that we're not showing up for ourselves and we're not taking empowering action towards our goals and dreams. So the OVA, the OVA stands for ownership, vision, and action. And those are really the three steps. So you've got to take radical ownership for your past and where you are today. Then you've got to craft a vision for where you want to be in your life. And then the third step is taking massive action to get from where you are to where you want to be. So Devin, you're doing a lot of workshops. You're obviously engaging with a lot of people as a follow-up to the book. And even before you brought up the book, you were engaging with a lot of people. What are you finding people are focusing on for 2023? What are people coming with? Is it the usual sort of quit smoking, drink less, exercise more? Or are there sort of uh, other issues that are coming up that people are trying to, uh, to sort out? So I think now coming out of COVID, because now we're you know three years down from hard lockdown, it's more about a reinvention. People are really thinking, who do I want to be as a person? What do I want to be doing? So there's more big level thinking that's going on. So less around stopping drinking or not smoking. It's really considering what you're going to apply yourself to for the next five or 10 years in your life. What is your purpose going to be? What vocation? What big changes do you need in order to live a life where you feel more aligned with your purpose and happy? I hear you, man. Gee, don't we, don't we all want to do that? So, Devin, what kind, of, what kind of tips do you have for people who are looking to uh, put some of those good intentions that they formed at the end of December uh, into action for 2023? You know, so it doesn't become sort of a, a lost cause by the end of January where it sounded like a great idea and then it's like, well, you know what, I, I couldn't get it together. What, what kind of hot tips do you have? I love that question. And the first thing I would say is if you want to see change outside of you in your life, the change first has to happen on the inside. So I'm a big fan of going within and saying, how am I perpetuating the life that I'm currently living in? So where you are today is a sum total of the choices that you have made in your past. And if you want to live a different life, you've got to start thinking differently about how you're approaching life. And your life is formed by the habits, rituals, and routines that you adopt. You don't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to live a life of excellence, and then you just become excellent. Excellence is a byproduct of the habits, rituals, and routines. So how do you look after your mind? How are you looking after your body? And how are you looking after your soul? And when the change happens within, so looking at possibly your limiting beliefs that are holding you back, looking at the narrative and the story, the story that you tell about yourself, what you can do, what you can't do, because whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right both ways. So it's about telling a better story, telling yourself better lies, because we lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves what we can't do. You should be lying to yourself more and telling yourself what you can do and then shooting for the stars. So the internal change is you're going to see that show up in the life outside of you if you want it to be lasting. So if we've missed the the 1st of January uh, deadline, I mean, we're a couple of days now into 2023, and uh, it might have not kicked off that first week or so as we'd hoped. 
Do, should we be too hard on ourselves? Is is Monday another starting point or Tuesday or Wednesday? I would say you shouldn't start on a Monday because the, the place where all dreams go to die is tomorrow and next week. So if you really want to change right now, there's power in the moment that you make the decision because we've got what's called the law of diminishing intent. So once you make a decision that you want change, that is a very powerful moment and the action should be immediate. If you wait a week, I'm going to use like the, the peri-peri scale. When you take action in the moment of making a decision, it's extra hot and you've got that that power to build momentum. If you wait a week, then you're sitting on like a medium heat level and it's harder to show up and take action. In a month, you're sitting on lemon and herb and two months in, you've forgotten what the intention was in the first place. So the sooner that you take action, the better. And the best time, the time that you can use to create the life of your dreams is right now. So my advice is don't wait. There's always something that you could do straight away. If you decide you want to have a better relationship with your body and you want to get into shape, you can go and sign up for a gym membership right now. It doesn't have to wait for tomorrow. Or you can start researching who might be a good personal trainer. Or you might look at different recipes that you can start incorporating. In every area of your life, there is something you can do right now to improve. And it's not huge improvement. It's just if you can improve by 1% every day. It's that small, little by little, a little adds up to become a lot and then it's not so overwhelming. I think it's such a valid point because often we think we have to do something extremely radical. So we're going from from eating three donuts a day to literally steamed broccoli and chicken the next and realize that after three days we've lost so much momentum because we've, you know, our body's gone into shock and we've just lost, you know, all interest in this. <laughs> it's actually about sort of cutting it down uh, gradually, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's about sustainable change. Like often you wake up uh, on New Year's and you go, okay, I've got to sort out the relationship with my mother and I've got to change my body and this and that. And what you have is this like huge list of 10 massive things that you need to do. And then by nature, you become so overwhelmed that it becomes hard to take the first step because you don't know where to apply your focus or your energy or your attention to. So it's better to take one small activity and then form a habit. And after 21 days, you don't even have to think about doing that anymore. So if it's around your body, instead of saying, I'm going to gym five times a week, why not just walk around the block? Because walking around the block is something you absolutely can do. There's no excuse of, I don't have the money or I've got to, I don't have the time. You always have time to just go take a walk around the block. So it's about what are the small things that you can do in each area? Wait for that to become a habit. Once that's a habit, tackle the next. And then once you stack these moments together, you'll look back in six months and your life really will be unrecognizable. Well, my 2023 intentions is to uh, get through a, a book a month. Uh, initially, it was a book a week, but I thought that was very ambitious. So a book a month. And uh, if people want to get hold of a Get Over It, where can they get hold of it? So the best place is to order on my website, which is devonbruff.com, or to follow me on social media. The best place is Instagram. And I'm constantly sharing excerpts from the book. I'm uh, producing videos almost every single day. And it's really become a community where people are sharing their own journey and how the book is translating and working through their lives. 
Well, there you have it, Devin Bruff uh, bringing the change. And listen, nothing wrong with reading the book and getting your mind right. Because often I find like if you want to get something going, you got to get your mind right first and uh, you kind of get excited. And then if you're part of a community, like Devin says on Instagram, uh, you kind of feel like you've got people to share your your pains and gains with. And uh, you get some daily, uh, some daily motivation, some daily habits that you can uh, implement and it gets you excited. So I think that's a great start for 2023. It's the bottom of the hour of the Santon Times Hour. And it's time for us to take a quick break, a bit of music. And we'll be right back after this. Show some love. Subscribe. Share. Leave a review and rating for the Santon Times Hour. On your favorite podcast app now. Back for more? The Santon Times Hour continues. That's right. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM with uh, Willie William with a trompetta. Taking you into the second half of the Santon Times Hour, my name is Alexander Leipner, and uh, you know how this works. If there's anything that sounded good during the show, but you didn't get uh, all the details, well, you can visit the show notes on www.santontimes.ca.za. We'll put all the details up there, the breakdowns, the phone numbers, the email addresses, the websites, whatever it is that you need, addresses, flavors, you name it. It'll be up on the, on the show notes, and it'll be there long after the show. If you're listening to this as a podcast, delayed, you can just go on there as well and get all the details. And also, be sure to check out the social media accounts at Santon Times, and feel free to connect there as well. You can send a tweet, a WhatsApp, a DM, a voice note, uh, a TikTok, I don't know, whatever else people send these days. And you can also use the hashtag Santon Times Hour. So, as I mentioned, I'm down in uh, Cape Town this week, and naturally, it would be amiss not to talk about some of the things that are happening in the mother city. And on that note, uh, let me welcome my next guest, former MasterChef Australia contestant and Power Chef Ben Ungerman. Ben, good to chat to you, and Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you as well. I feel like this is the cutoff for Happy New Year's. This, this is it. And then after, after, <laughs> it needs to stop now. After this, that's it. No, no more Happy New Year's. Uh, we all know it's 2023. Uh, ben, let me tell you, uh, you, you know, I had some of your ice cream because on the show, you were known as the Ice Cream King on MasterChef Australia yeah. and had some of your ice cream up in uh, Santon. We had a little bit of a, a dinner do with Santon City. Oh, yes. They launched an event and you I did remember. some yeah. incredible raspberry or berry ice cream for us. I think people just wanted to take the whole container from you and just get a spoon and <laughs> dig in. And I'm thrilled to hear that you've actually started an ice cream business now in Cape Town. Yeah, I have. It's been a long time coming. Uh, after my season of 2017 where uh, I was proclaimed as the ice cream king. I know uh, South Africa has been waiting for it. I've had multiple trips to the country, absolutely. Adore the people, I adore the country. And um, yeah, it's been a long time coming, but it's it's here now and it's happening. So Ungerman Ice Cream, where, where do people get it? Where, where is it available? So we've opened up a store in Cape Town at the Mojo Market. Oh, great. So it's our, our first outlet, but we've already got uh, ideas of expanding. The feedback's been absolutely incredible. Yeah, I find it really odd, actually, because in Cape Town, it's just completely overrun and overruled by gelato, where <laughs> actually ice cream is a completely different product. And I think people always get it so confused. So, well, As a chef, yeah. please, can we clarify the difference between ice cream, frozen dessert, and gelato? Because I think people use it interchangeably, yeah. and it's not. Yeah, they do. So the difference is that they both have pros and cons about them. So the thing about gelato, it's made with um, a high milk content. So there's higher water. So what you'll find is that gelato will melt quite quickly. When you put it on your palate, it dissipates. There's intense flavor after a few seconds, and then it tends to go away. 
Ice cream is the complete reverse, so it has a higher fat content, so you get a beautiful creamy feel on your palate and you have a lingering taste. It might not be as impactful at the beginning, but you'll find you'll have that lingering flavor which sort of carries on. So it's not to say one is better than the other. They both have their, their like I said, their pros and cons, but that's the, the main difference between the two. Okay, so there we have it. It's clarified now. Officially, we all know now what the difference is between gelato and ice cream. And I know this is a horrible conversation to have right after an interview where we've spoken about New Year's resolutions and losing weight and, and fitness and you exactly. know, all those things. But anyway, exactly. consider this your, your weekend treat. Ben, what makes your ice cream different? I mean, what are you coming into the market with? I mean, apart from obviously coming with uh, one hell of a reputation for making great ice cream, uh, is there anything different that you're doing with the ice cream? Cheers, that's very kind. Um, yeah, no, our ice cream is, is very unique. So without giving too much away, we actually make our on, uh, our onglaze, which is basically the custard that you begin with before you uh, then freeze and churn it. Uh, we actually have a cold onglaze. There's no heating process whatsoever, which makes it incredibly unique. Um, also, my ice cream tends not to have a, an eggy flavor in it. Um, everything we do is natural so there's no artificial flavoring there's no stabilizers preservatives or anything like that it's literally sugar eggs milk and cream and then any um, ingredients we infuse it's 100 percent the real thing if we're using strawberries it's real strawberries you know um, i even use things like lavender flowers and stuff like that actually lavender is one of our best sellers so one of our strongest flavors that we have at the moment is actually a, a lavender flower honeycomb and dark chocolate ice cream wow and it sounds crazy but it works like it, it it's weird it almost tastes the way that it smells and and the ice cream is so genuine and natural that if you actually were to smell the ice cream before you eat it it smells of lavender so we take a really strong um, stance on that like everything we do we do you know artisanals to the best of our ability and you know we take great pride any other wild and wonderful uh, flavors while we're at it Yes, look, my actual favorite flavor and the one I am very passionate about and brought to South Africa is actually a biltong salted caramel and pecan nut ice cream. Okay, that sounds uh, quite an interesting combination. <laughs> biltong. <laughs> Listen, everyone says that, but then they actually try it and they fall in love. And of course, I have to give, you know, some homage to the South Africans. And yeah, it's, it's one of our best sellers as well. So now I really enjoy pushing the boundaries in terms of what people know ice cream to be. Yeah, there's a real space in the market for it. A lot of people are loving it, you know? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, South African market in terms of ice cream and even yo yogurt, or yogurt, as some people will say, is considered still to be quite a treat. South Africans are not sort of like Europeans where, you know, ice cream is sort of part of your daily sort of afternoon walk around town. You know, it seems to be still like a very destination-driven kind of product. Are, are you finding that as well? Are you finding South Africans becoming sort of more encompassing and, and sort of, adding ice cream to their sort of daily diet. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. So like uh, I've spent a lot of time in Europe and they have lines outside ice cream parlors, even in winter when it's snowing. So it really is like a way of life there, uh, for them. But I find in South Africa, it is definitely more of a treat. And it's the sort of thing that like in Cape Town, it performs quite well because you have a, you know, a big day at the beach, it's very hot. And then, you know, you finish it off with an ice cream. But I, I do feel like it's becoming more of a normality here and people are starting to, you know, crave ice cream. It's becoming that after-dinner treat that they have uh, more often than not. But um, I think it's going to take a little while. But no, you guys are getting there. Amazing. Well, uh, Ben, you haven't had the, the ice cream mafia knock on your door yet. Eh? They haven't sort of slit your tires or whatever or, uh, <laughs> or, or, or sort of closed down your Actually, shop. Actually, believe it or not, believe it or not, I've already had some people come for me. So really? we must be doing something right. 
Gee whiz. I mean, it's such a competitive market. I, I thought there must be something yeah. that's that's, uh, that's uh, grabbing their attention. But Ben Ongerman, Ongerman Ice Cream, if you haven't been to Cape Town's Mojo Market, it's a great visit, especially in the evenings. I know they've got live entertainment, etc., etc. And now you can even go try some uh, some ice cream. Uh, that Biltong one sounds particularly uh, riveting. But Ben, thank you for making the time to be on the Santon Times Hour. And uh, I wish you all the best with your ice cream venture. So welcome, Alex. Can't wait to catch up again. From Greater Santon to the rest of the world, this is the Santon Times Hour. Well, I'm thrilled to be joined by my next guest. I had a chance to uh, see him multiple times in South Africa, but uh, he's becoming such a big name in uh, the entertainment world that uh, he is traveling the world. He's done some incredible stuff all around the world. Let's get chatting to him. It's Jonathan Rocksmith, and uh, he joins me from somewhere in the world. And Jonathan, before we kick off, uh, very happy new year to you too, and I hope 2023 serves you well in the entertainment business. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I think uh, 2023 has a lot of pressure because 2021 and 2022 had a lot riding on it and uh, didn't quite go to plan. So there's room for improvement. (laughs) Absolutely. Cautiously optimistic, Jonathan, as we all are now. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I mean, I saw you uh, last uh, on New Year's Eve, funny enough, on that very weird New Year's Eve 2021 going into 2022. Uh, It was that one where we were told it would all uh, be over at 10 o'clock and then they extended it. And then we sort of had a very weird moment where we had two hours that we had to fill with something because we all thought we would be in bed. But you did a fantastic show in Monte Cassino and... uh, as you always do, you really pull out all the stops and you are just an entertainer at heart. Has this been something that you've been doing ever since a child? Have you always been that kind of person who's just loved entertaining people? Look, I always, I always enjoyed making people laugh and you know, getting applause is the best thing in the world. But I was always part of other people's shows. It was, you know, it was fun and, and, and everything. But I've really started getting far more enjoyment sort of creating things from the ground up for particularly, you know, Joburg audiences are always such a treat because we have the same sense of humor. So it really ramped it up when I could go into the creative side and sort of do everything behind the scenes as well and then bring it on stage and um, have it received in the way the last few shows, thank God, have been. Well, listen, you've done it exceptionally well. And I mean, uh, it's not just me saying that because I just absolutely enjoy your work. But you've also built up a real great brand. And I think it's always been very much part of your philosophy is that you've been very specific about the projects you take on, the work you turn out. Uh, Have you got a bit of a a sort of a secret sauce or a formula that you stick to? I wouldn't say it's a secret sauce or anything, but, you know, it it goes back to one of my, my early mentors was Ian von Memerty. And he said to me, never do the same thing twice in a row. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, that, that's a good thing to remember. Like, if you're going to do a big musical this month, next month do a small review about something really niche, and then the, the month after that do a, a great concert with lots of sort of different genres in it. And you sort of keep the audience guessing, because I think particularly in this day and age, if they can anticipate your next move, you're boring, and therefore you won't have any tickets sold. Well, it also gives you that beautiful... Uh, as they sometimes say, you know, sort of light and dark, that sort of contrast, that sort of never quite knowing what's going to come along and, and, and gives you sort of a lot of depth and a lot of, uh, you know, difference as opposed to sort of being that one trick that always does the same tap dance every single time we see you. <laughs> you know, that's, that's exactly it. That, that's exactly it. You know, the one trick pony um, thing works in the entertainment industry for a good five years and then you have to change. Otherwise they'll go on to the next one trick pony until they're finished. So what's been interesting is I myself am a very sort of black or white person. And a lot of the gray that I've found over the last few years, funnily enough, thanks to COVID, 
has been trying out different projects that I ordinarily would say, oh, no, that's not for me. By actually giving it a try, you know, I'm talking about a Billy Joel show or an Elton John show, slightly more pop as opposed to theatre, it really opened up a whole new realm of possibility. So you played Phantom for quite some time. I have a, a, a massive personal uh, passion for Phantom of the Opera. You played it in some of the most incredible cities around the world. And I mean, what an iconic role to play. What have you been up to of late? I mean, what have you been busy with? I know you've been traveling around the world. Well, I mean, we, we did Phantom during COVID. I mean, there was never a more relevant time to do a show about a guy who wears a mask and stays away from other people. <laughs> and we went through the whole of 2020 in Korea, and then we did Taiwan. And we were the only musical in the world for a, a solid sort of six months. And it was, it was quite surreal. And then I came home to South Africa in 2021. And everything changed, obviously, because then, you know, the lockdowns were up and down. And theatre began to come back. So I went back to the barnyard. I did a few solo shows there because, you know, those venues are so well equipped uh, to have the space for social distancing. And, you know, the barnyard was sort of like my university. So going back to it was great. I did a lot of private performances. I performed in a number of uh, retirement villages where the majority of the South African audience is. Did, did some smaller gigs. You know, it was it was a really interesting time to see all the other options available to artists as opposed to just the next big musical. It sort of got, got me thinking about trying out a, 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 a sort of a different type of show where I'm perhaps not just standing and singing, but I go back to the piano properly for a change, like a handful of keys. And it's, you know, the last two years have sort of been the development period for the, for the show Key Change that's about to open at Monty now. And it wouldn't have happened this way if I'd have stayed just doing, you know, cushy musical to cushy musical getting to know the audience a bit better and trying different um, performances in different venues made me realize, you know, there's nothing quite like sitting down at a piano and playing music live for people. Well, listen, I must tell you, I, I love that uh, that analogy with Phantom of the Opera and it starts bringing up a whole bunch of things like where in the world have you been hiding and uh, silently the senses abandoned their defenses. But let's get into, uh, <coughs> into into Key Change. It's coming to Johannesburg. It kicks off uh, from the 26th of January. It runs for a month. What is Key Change all about? You know, the, the big thing with me, the, the, the best thing and the worst thing about my career piano-wise is I did a handful of keys. The best thing meaning I did a handful of keys. <laughs> the worst thing meaning uh, if you've done a handful of keys, you can't really do a piano show again without being told, oh, you're trying to ripple handful. Yeah. So key change kind of fits in the gap between what the haters are going to say I'm doing and what people who love piano music are going to want to shout. And that is, it's, it's about my relationship with the piano this time. It's not just a broad view of people who play the piano or walked past the piano. Key changes about my favorite pianists and why. A lot of the time I had a, a long conversation with Peter Turin about the title of Key Change. He said, people won't know what Key Change means. And I said, that's exactly the point. A Key Change basically means a, a modulation in the music to go to the next level of emotion. And that's kind of what learning different pianists has done for me. It's, it's changed my musical taste. It's heightened my musical taste. And with every new pianist that I've discovered through my life, I've had a, a musical sort of personal key change. So you put that all together, and it's basically a celebration of all those songs that are you know, iconic because they use a piano, all those iconic piano tunes or theme tunes from television, you know, the 80s and the 90s when you were growing up and you'd hear, did it, did it, did it, did it, and it's Murder, She Wrote, or it's The Golden Girls, or sex in the city, you know, that sort of thing. And you realize that the piano as an instrument 
has the ability to create memories more than any other instrument because it's just such a well-rounded experience when you listen to a pianist play. And so I thought, well, there has to be a show in between all of that that perhaps a handful of keys didn't touch on. Yes, there's the music. Yes, there's the comedy. Yes, there's the playing. But what I bring to this version is it's it's a lot more personal and you, you sort of see how I'm put together musically. Well, listen, having played the piano myself, I must say I'm very excited about the show. I mean, I'm seeing some of the names that you are uh, looking at bringing into the show in terms of their music. I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis. I mean, wow. I mean, what a great pianist he was. Elton John, Billy oh, Joel. Late Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Oh. Gee, I mean, great balls of fire and good, you know, I mean, this just, it's just such a great portfolio there. Uh, you know, Liberace, I mean, who was just an, an eccentric uh, showman at the best of times. Richard Kleiderman, who, uh, oh, yeah. for, for better or worse, some people love him, some people hate him. Uh, I mean, Bieber of the Blue Rinse. He's a classic. So, I mean, this is going to be a great show, uh, Jonathan. And I mean, uh, I think you're probably going to give it your, your own spin, as you always do, and do some in, incredible work with it. So I, th I, I wish you all the best with the show, and I think it's going to be fantastic. We're going to put up the details of uh, Jonathan's show up on the Santon Times website. So if you can't take down all the details right now, all the dates, all the times, all of that, it'll be on the website. You can visit it after the show and, uh, and make sure that you get your tickets. And uh, Jonathan Rocksmith, entertainer extraordinaire, I thank you for making the time to be on the Santon Times Hour. Right back at you. Thank you so much. Fantastic. And with that, we're going to take a quick musical break, and we'll be right back after this. Topical news. My fellow South African. Big names. <laughs> I love that. The hottest entertainment. I'll be back soon. Yeah, I'll call you myself. <laughs> and everything in between. What an honor. I was born in Samson, grew up in Samson, so here I am. This is the Santon Times Hour. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and available for your listening pleasure on a myriad of podcast platforms all around the world. That was Super High and Nika with Following the Sun, and I think it's not a bad motto for 2023, I reckon. As our first Santon Times Hour for the year draws to a close, I'm happy to do so with our monthly check-in. Chris Bishop, journalist and founding editor of Billionaire Tomorrow, joins me. Chris, you're keeping an eye on all things Davos 2023 as uh, the World Economic Forum kicks off again this week. So um, it's a big week this week for business in Africa. It's Davos in Switzerland, the World Economic Forum, and uh, many of the leaders from Africa and the top business people will be heading there. And uh, one of them uh, is expected to make a big, crucial speech, a man by the name of Benedict Orama, the head of Afrexin Bank. He's been with the bank since about 1994, I think. And uh, as he said, you know, he's committed his whole career to it virtually. He was in banking in Nigeria, but he said he took his boat across the river and burned it, which I thought was nice. Uh, bit of imagery there. But he's going to talk about capital and how important it is for Africa to have control of its own capital so that uh, it can control its destiny. And it's a very interesting time that he's doing this. Recently, there have been a lot more, if you notice, a lot more um, venture capitalists, a lot more sort of capital funds that have been springing up across Africa. Everyone from people like Sangu Dele in Ghana to um, uh, Eunice Ojim, we dealt with the other week, um, I told you about the other week, from Cameroon. They're all coming up now. And the idea is, is that no longer with every project, be like, oh, well, let's go and see what we can get from Europe. Let's see what we can get from Wall Street in the States. A lot of people now are coming in and building up their capital stock with smaller projects in Africa. And I think it's still quite small compared to the capital that comes from the Northern Hemisphere to Africa. But I think that it's a good sign 
that there's support growing and it's going to build up in the future. And, and as Dr. Orama uh, says, you know, then the continent will have its own uh, destiny and its own capital, have built its own stock of capital, which is can only be a good thing for business on the continent. Well, Chris, certainly two uh, words that we are both familiar with, Davos and Benedict Orama. And uh, we'll see what Davos has to bring this year. It's the first time, I think, in quite some time that we're having Davos again. I mean, it used to be virtual, then partly, then not at all. Uh, so this is sort of the first one that's sort of back on the map as it used to be. Yeah, and actually it brings back a lot of memories. As, uh, I mean, I covered it twice during my career. And uh, one of the people I'll never forget, one of the billionaires I'll never forget as long as I live, is a man by the name of Abdul Samad Rabiu, the cement king. He's the second richest man in Nigeria. And I can remember going to meet him for an interview. Now, most people, even second or third division uh, millionaires, you'd meet them, they'd be there with 10 people, the whole entourage, and they'd be standing around. So I go outside to look for Mr. Rabiu, and I start looking around the car park. I think I can't see him anywhere. And also I see this, this fellow standing on his own. I walk up, turns around in this great big sort of anorak, you know, obviously freezing gold in the snow. And he says, oh, Chris, how are you? He gives me a big hug. So he was on his own. He said, I just come on my own, just go have a chat. So great. You know, he's a down-to-earth man. But Shane, at the start of this year, he's, uh, according to Forbes, he's lost $223 million of his personal fortune net worth. Now, this has come through the uh, revaluing of a lot of his listed and unlisted assets. Um, obviously, the currency's got a, a factor to play there. But again, you know, I mean, he's uh, worth uh, well more than a billion uh, it's not going to worry him that much, but it must be weird, you know, the first 12 days of a new year and you've lost uh, $223 million in your net worth already. Chris, I can't say I can share a personal experience like that, but uh, if I do, I'll give you a call. Come join me for a drink. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that point. <laughs> but talking about, listen, talking about Nigerian billionaires, Dangote, he's been working on building a refinery for quite some time now, and I believe it's ready to rock and roll soon. Yes, well, the date for your diary is January the 24th to Leki, which is just outside Lagos in Nigeria. And President Muhammadu Buhari of Nigeria will officially commission the Dangote Oil Refinery. And it's going to be the largest uh, vertically integrated petrochemical plant on the uh, in the world, and not just on the continent. And it's got great political uh, significance, and that's one of the reasons why Buhar is there going to be opening it. It's because Dangote has poured our fortune into this for many, many, many years. I mean, one of the great sort of conundrums of the African oil industry is that the oil would be uh, would be taken up, got up the ground in countries like Nigeria and Angola and other oil producing nations, and they'd have to send it off to the United States or Europe or whatever to be refined, and then they'd have to ship it back. A great expense so you'd find people paying a lot more in africa for their refined oil than they should do so he wants to make nigeria self-sufficient and in the future he wants to make africa self-sufficient in oil and this is a big step forward and and, and it's an amazing project I and mean, we're talking about daily processing capacity of five hundred and forty thousand barrels of crude oil a day which is pretty much most nearly all of uh, nigeria's output it's going to create more value and this is one of um, Dan Gorty's big things you know he says like why should we ship stuff out of Africa and the rest of the world make money off it why don't we make money off our own stuff and this is exactly what he's doing um I mean like him or lump him 
I think that uh, he's he's come up with a good idea here. And uh, again, it's um, going to turn the country into a net exporter of petrochemicals and products by um, 2026, just around the corner. And again, it's going to bring in a lot of wealth for the country and also create a lot of jobs in Nigeria. So all round, it's been a long, long struggle by Aliko Dangoti, the richest man in Africa. Um, but it looks like it's about to pay off. Incredible. Well, Aliko Dangoti, certainly a billionaire for a reason. And uh, Chris Bishop, journalist and founding editor of Billionaire Tomorrow. We chat again beginning of next month. That's it for another Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM. On location in Cape Town, 99 editions done. And next week, it'll be 100. Coming to you from somewhere in the Indian Ocean. I don't want to give away too much, but uh, radio and now digital audio is theatre of the mind. And I hope to really take you on a journey of imagination as we explore new frontiers on this hour. As always, you can also get this as a podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, so do make a plan to subscribe. You can email editor at santantimes.ca.za, follow us on social media at santantimes, and visit the website www.santantimes.co.za. And feel free to send through your questions, your comments, your content, thoughts, and feedback. Always welcome. Thank you to all our guests who made time to be on the show this week. Vincenzo, welcome back. And uh, here's to a great 2023. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to uh, chat about your trip to Bologna, but uh, time is up. So we'll have to do that uh, another week. Thank you to the Sand Times team as well as everyone at Mix 93.8 FM. Thank you for listening and let's connect again next week. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Sand Times Hour. And if you enjoyed it, be sure to share it. 